pride he hated with a hatred born of disgust and contempt. Years back he had harbored a hope that some day he too would be clothed in hair, as were all his brothers and sisters, but of late he had been forced to abandon the delectable dream. Then there were Tika's great teeth, not so large as the males, of course, but still mighty handsome things by comparison with Tarzan's feeble white ones, and her beetling brows, and broad flat nose, and her mouth. Tarzan had often practiced making his mouth into a little round circle, and then puffing out his cheeks while he winked his eyes rapidly. But he felt that he could never do it in the same cute and irresistible way in which Tika did it. And as he watched her that afternoon, and wondered— A young bull ape who had been lazily foraging for food beneath the damp matted carpet of decaying vegetation at the roots of a nearby tree lumbered awkwardly in Tika's direction. The other apes of the tribe of Kerchak moved listlessly about or lolled restfully in the midday heat of the equatorial jungle. From time to time one or another of them had passed close to Tika, and Tarzan had been uninterested. Why was it, then, that his brows contracted and his muscles tensed as he saw Tog pause beside the young she and then squat down close to her? Tarzan always had liked Tog. Since childhood they had romped together. Side by side they had squatted near the water, their quick, strong fingers ready to leap forth and seize Pisah the fish, should that wary denizen of the cool depths dart surfaceward to the lure of the insects Tarzan tossed upon the face of the pool. Together they had baited Tublat and teased Numa the lion. Why, then, should Tarzan feel the rise of the short hairs at the nape of his neck, merely because Tog sat close to Tika? It is true that Tog was no longer the frolicsome ape of yesterday. When his snarling muscles bared his giant fangs, no one could longer imagine that Tog was in a playful mood as when he and Tarzan had rolled upon the turf in mimic battle. The Tog of today was a huge, sullen bull ape, somber and forbidding. Yet he and Tarzan never had quarreled. For a few minutes the young ape-man watched Tog press closer to Tika. He saw the rough caress of the huge paw as it stroked the sleek shoulder of the she, and then Tarzan of the apes slipped cat-like to the ground and approached the two. As he came, his upper lip curled into a snarl, exposing his fighting fangs, and a deep growl rumbled from his cavernous chest. Tog looked up, batting his bloodshot eyes. Tika half-raised herself and looked at Tarzan. Did she guess the cause of his perturbation? Who may say? At any rate, she was feminine, and so she reached up and scratched Tog behind one of his small flat ears. Tarzan saw, and in the instant that he saw, Tika was no longer the little playmate of an hour ago. Instead, she was a wondrous thing, the most wondrous thing in the world, and a possession for which Tarzan would fight to the death against Tog or any other who dared question his right of proprietorship. Stooped, his muscles rigid, and one great shoulder turned toward the young bull, Tarzan of the apes sidled nearer and nearer. 
His face was partly averted, but his keen gray eyes never left those of Tog, and as he came his growls increased in depth and volume. Tog rose upon his short legs, bristling. His fighting fangs were bared. He, too, sidled stiff-legged and growled. "'Tika is Tarzan's,' said the ape-man in the low gutturals of the great anthropoids. "'Tika is Tog's,' replied the bull-ape. Thaka and Nomgo and Gunto, disturbed by the growlings of the two young bulls, looked up half apathetic, half interested. They were sleepy, but they sensed a fight. It would break the monotony of the humdrum jungle they lived. Coiled about his shoulders was Tarzan's long grass rope. In his hand was the hunting knife of the long-dead father he had never known. In Tog's little brain lay a great respect for the shiny bit of sharp metal which the ape-boy knew so well how to...